Ладно. We began last week the first sugya, which is this sugya. The first sugya really, which is, I guess, could be entitled, Where where Does God Live? Where's God? This is the Mahapecha of Hasidus. This is the revolution of Hasidus. The answer to the question of where God lives. And we identified last week that the Nakuda Pnimis we were talking about, what that means, and the Kuda Pnimis. So last week we we identified that the Nakuda Pnimis, the inner point of Hasidus around which from which every single Tyra, every single vart, every single custom, every single idea, thought, attitude of Hasidus comes from, every single one really goes back to the words Ein Oid Malvado. Ein Oid Malvado. Ein Oid Malvado. Va'at Machayes Kulam. Lashna Vitikuni Zohar. Lais Osa Ponuimine. There is no place without God. Ein Oid Malvado. So the answer to the question. Where does God live? Is everywhere. Now, once we identify that, that Nekuda Pnimis, that sounds almost silly, because that leaves us with a question, A, doesn't everybody think? Doesn't everybody agree with that? It seems to be the most obvious thing in the world, and we all believe in that as Jews, that there is no place without God. In Enod Mulvado, there is nothing other than God. So, how is that? How is that? The chiddush of chassidus. What's what is it that's extraordinary about that? That seems to be the most obvious thing that everybody, everybody agrees with. Nobody would have a problem. Chassid Shalom. There wouldn't be any other interpretation to the words. Is there a different interpretation to the words? Ainod Milvado? Is there another way to learn to understand the words? Vatam Bchayes That everything that exists is filled with God's life and energy and so on. Is there any other way to interpret? These psukim. That's Aleph. And Bez, where we were up to at the end last week, and Bez is really another way to another way to to word this this question that we have, the meaning of God is everywhere, is if that's the case and everything is a lakus and there's nothing but God so where does that leave me? What does it mean when I say I, I want, I like? But Bechlal, what is the meaning Bechlal of I'm davening, I? How do we understand? How do we understand the meaning of I, of the self, of the individual? How do we understand that in light of this reality of Ein Odom Levado, that there's nothing but God? Everything is God. Everything is Elokos. Place also ponomine. There is nothing without. There is nowhere. There is nothing without God. How do we how do we understand that? So this is where we're up to. Now, in order to understand this and to answer these questions, and bechlal the question of the mahapecha, the chiddush of Hasidus. So, so we have to go back to the beginning to Bereshis. And going back to Bereshis means to the point of Bereshis where we can relate to, we can talk about, we're allowed to talk about, which is the music of Tzimtzum. And we're going to have to talk about that for a little bit, for a few weeks, to understand on a very basic level, we're not, we're not going into Kabbalah, but on a very, very basic level, the meaning of Tzimtzum, because without that we can't, we can't enter into the into the Hegel, into the palace of the Balshamtov. The meaning of Tzimtzum, how creation took place. And then we'll be able to understand within ourselves and what that means emotionally, psychologically, religiously, and so on. And the difference between Chesidus and and Nad. Chesidus, or if you want to call it Mesnagdus, Mesnagdus, but non-Chesidus. Now, first of all, 
This term tzimtzum, which everybody has heard and everybody knows that the Arizal explained how creation took place and how creation takes place. Now, with this Torah of Tzimtzum, the Mekubalim before the Arizal, such as the Ramak, seemed to not have, on the surface, not have known. The, thank you. Seemed to not have known the Sodhat Simpson. Or, as many explain, that many hold that the Ramak and other earlier Kubalim knew the Simpson, the Sod, the secret of Simpson, but they also knew that the time had not yet come to reveal that Sod. As we've been talking about, this is Seder of revealing these secrets, and they did not reveal the Sod. There are certain there are certainly Ramazim hints, allusions throughout the Ksavim and the Zohar Kodesh about this. But the first one to come and to put it together in a clear, I guess we could even describe as a scientific way, is, is, the, is the Ariyah Kodesh. And everybody here knows that on a basic level, it, it means, Simpson means that in order to, in order to create all worlds, in order that there appear to be something other than Hashem, the way we feel, that we have existence, and that we're not God, and that when we say the word I, it means I, with my social security number, and and my uh, background, and my family, and my memories, and my hopes, and my experiences, and all of that, that in order for that to be, it was necessary, Kivyochel for Hashem, to remove himself. It was necessary for Kashbarhu to remove himself. To remove himself. Now the huge machlaikis, the huge disagreement throughout the generations has been what is the meaning of that removal? What does that mean that God moved himself aside and left an, an empty space? So that there could be, so there could be existence of other worlds, and that other worlds could sense their own independent individual existence. What does that mean? There are those, there are great people, who hold that the tzimtzum means kipshuta that it means, in reality, in Mitzis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Baruch, removed himself in order to allow there to be creation. He removed himself, his infinite self. There are those who hold, we'll see, we'll learn inside. There are those who hold that the tzimtzum is kipshuto. Kipshuto. We find this in the writings of the great Makubal, Rabbi Manuel Chayriki, who is famous as the author of Mishnas Chasidim. In Mishnas Chasidim it's not clear, but in a less famous sefer, this is probably one of the reasons why the Sefer is less famous, Yosher Levov. The Mishnah Chasidim explains Tzimtzum Kipshuta, that the infinite removed himself in order to allow there to be creation, to make room for creation. Because were the infinite light of Hashem to be present, <coughs> There couldn't be anything other than him. Along with along with the Mishnah's Hasidim, there are also some famous people. I'm just naming some that you all heard of. Rabbi Yaakov Emden, the Ivitz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden. And here's one of the great ironies of history. 
Yaakov Emden's uh, of Yaakov Emden's I don't want to say the word antagonist because really Rabbi Yannis didn't antagonize anyone it was Rabbi Yaakov Emden that went after the Rebbe Rabbi Yannis but Rabbi Yannis the Rebbe Rabbi Yannis also accepts the idea and understands Tzimtzum as being Tzimtzum Kipshutai And the most controversial, as far as whether he holds Simpson Kipshuto or Shalai Kipshuto, of course, is none other than the Grah, the Vilnagon. So there are sources that indicate that the Grah understood that Simpson to be Kipshuto, and that certainly Hadabal Tanya understood the Grah. And many of his contemporaries understood the Gra. On the other hand, Reb Chaim Velozhner, the Gra's greatest disciple, his greatest Talmud, as we'll learn soon, and you have on one of the pages that you have in Nef Shechaim, Reb Chaim Velozhner does not accept Simpson Kipshuta, which has led many, many um, well-meaning individuals, especially lately, lately meaning over the past 60, 70 years, to try to explain away this machlaikas. Kilo, there really is no machlaikas. And that there's nobody that holds from Tzimtzum Kipshuta. There is no such, or at least the Gruff does not hold Tzimtzum Kipshuta. And if there are others that do, but it's not the Vilnagon. And even recently, a very interesting um, book was written. The entire point of that book is to try to resolve what seems to be a debate between the Hasidim and the Misnagdim regarding this question of whether or not God actually has removed himself from creation. Whether or not... There is a place that's without God. And can that be? So there's been a tremendous effort on the part of the non-Hasidic world to actually prove that it can't be the Devon that the Devon did not truly hold Tzimtzum Kipshuta, did not hold that a God actually removed himself from creation. And there is evidence to support that. It's not without any evidence. There is evidence to support that view, because there are some statements that we can, we'll, we'll look at, we'll see. There are statements that seem to indicate that that the Gro also did not accept Simpson Kipshuto in the, in the literal sense. And the fact that his greatest Talmud, who was totally bottled to him, Rebchaim Velozhin of the Nefeshachayim, clearly does not accept Simpson Kipshuto, is used as one of the strongest proofs that the Gra also could not have held Simpson Kipshuta. In addition, this unfolds almost like a like a uh, mystery because there's also uh, the claim on the part of of those who are uh, of the revisionists who are trying to rewrite this. There is a claim that that uh, there is a forgery of a letter. We'll talk about this. That there was a forgery, and much of the speculation regarding the Vilnagon's view on on Simpson is based upon a forged letter, and that Lubavitcher accepted that forgery and based his his opinion that the Gra did hold, like the Baltania said, that the Gra did hold Simpson Kapshuto, was based upon a forged letter, and so on. It's a it's a fascinating. It's a fascinating subject, and it goes back, Mamas, to the roots of all existence, as I said. We're going to see. The Mamas to the beginning, to the beginning of how do we understand creation and the world and ourselves and so on. The Misnagdim understood and understand the, that there are certain implications to accepting Simpson Kipshuta, and it became less appealing over time. What exactly was the view of the guy? <coughs> Hashem's Baruch knows that yesh v'yesh. 
We're going to learn more about that as we go along. We don't know enough now to even discuss it. Just, just raising the, 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 I'm just raising this question of how to interpret the Gra. <clears throat> we'll see more about it, Mitzvahim, as we go along. And also, in, in recent times, the greatest of the Mekubalim, of the non-Hasidic Mekubalim, was Rabbi Yosef's grandfather. The Lashem Shvoyvach, the author of Lashem Shvoyvach, who's known as the Baal HaLashem, who was Rav Kook's Rebbe in Kabbalah. A few weeks ago, a fascinating sefer came out from Israel, published by Meister Rav Kook, on this subject of Tzimtzum, whether it's Kipshuto or Shalai Kipshuto, which tries to place Rav Kook as a Mahalach in between the Gra and the Balshamtiv, in between. And it's a, also a very, very interesting sefer. <coughs> but this is ex- an extremely controversial question, Indian, because, because it, it really gets to the question of how we understand Hashem in our lives. This machlaikis, whether it's this machlaikis, whether or not it includes the Vilna Gain and the Lashem, is extremely, extremely sensitive. It's an extremely important and sensitive Indian. Those who are against Simpson Kipsuto are opposed to it, are opposed to it, believe of Benefesh. The the um, the kind of the kind of lotion that we'll see is that the opponents to Tzimtzum Kipshuto will say over and over Chas v'Shalom Chas God forbid to say such a thing that God actually removed Himself from creation. Kilu, there is there is a world without God filling that world. Chas v'Shalom. According to these tzaddikim, according to these tzaddikim, the process of tzimtzum did not leave the world without God. It left the world with God who is hidden, with God who is everywhere, fulfills every molecule, every atom of existence, and all worlds, and that God's presence fills all of creation after creation, the same way that it did before creation. And nothing at all has changed according to this view, in Elokus, nothing has changed as a result of the Tzimtzum other than what is revealed and what is concealed. But in reality, everything is God. In reality, everything is God the same way before creation, God is the same, before He created all the worlds, and after He created all the worlds, down to the lowest physical part of creation, everything is the same as it was. Simpson is Simpson is an effect that is mitzideinu, meaning that it is it is a perspective that has been affected by God's concealment. It's not mitzido, It's not that God Himself removed Himself. God is everywhere, but rather, God has removed His obvious presence and has and has retreated only as far as mitzideinu, we're able to experience him. We were able to see him, to experience him, and so on. The earliest, the earliest appearance of the term tzimtzum, which is enukibshuto, the earliest really is found in that way, <coughs> in the writings of the Sefer Shara Shemaim. The author of Shara Shemaim 
is Rabbi Avram, Rabbi Avram Irira, who was a who was a student of Rabbi Sol Sarug. Rabbi Sol Sarug was one of the great Talmidim of the Arizal. The Shef Atal, Rabbi Sheftel Horowitz, the Eimer Kamelach, the Shomer Munim Hakadmoing, these are some of the famous Rabbi Yosef Irgis. These are some of the famous Tzaddikim from the early Mukubalim who were opposed to Tzimtzum Kipsuto and expressed that opposition as as a dangerous, a wrong and dangerous interpretation of the Kisvei Hari, to say that to say that the Tzimtzum is Kipsuta, that the God Mamish removed himself. The Ramchal, the Ramchal does not accept that interpretation. The Ramchal holds Tzimtzum as Eina Kipsuta, and all of the Talmud of Olsham. The Balsham and all the Talmud of Balsham accept literally Lace also ponamine. Ain od Movado there is no place without God. Alice is God. God is Alice. Alice. Everything is God. Everything is God. God never God never removed himself. He's only hiding himself. Doesn't mean Khalila that there's anything without God. I'm going to listen to questions, but really questions are yeah. probably premature at this point. Yeah. I didn't fully understand what Rebbe is saying that, about the the way they hold Kipshuto, that it was the, the Simpson was only Mitzideno, not from, from Hashem's like perspective. That no, Kipshuto doesn't say that. Kipshuto says that, it's from, that God removed himself. Even from Hashem's perspective. Yeah. I thought Elias saying that. No, no, God, God removed himself. According to that school of Tzimtzum Kipsuto, God Mamish removed himself. And therefore, and therefore, Hashem is not in part of creation? Like, what was, what He's not in, God is not in creation at all. He's only watching it. But he's not in it. He's watching it from a from his from a separate place. That's He's not in creation. Mode. That's why it's premature. So let's learn. Right, we're going to have to learn about yeah, that. Yeah, there's just be more confusion. We have to go a little bit kaseid. We have to go kaseid. So there are a lot of questions here. Not just there are a lot of there are a lot of questions. For those who hold that Simpson is Kipshuto, how do they explain? Lace also ponamine. So I just, I just told, I just told you that the way that they explain lace also ponamine is to say, well, it means that there's no place that God doesn't see. And enod Mulvado means that there's no place where God doesn't know. Hashem Esboch knows and sees as Mashgiach everything, knows everything and sees everything well again we're going to learn this in, in the sources Control, he, controls, guides, sees everything those who say that the Tzimtzum is Enikabshuto So what's the tachlis of the tzimtzum? Kol ikr, the question of what's the point of the tzimtzum. And also, if it literally means maloi chal haritz and leis asaponimine, then how do we understand mekarmais tmeim? How do we understand that there are places that are impure? How do we understand impurity bechlautum? There are places, such as the bathroom, in which one is not allowed to think of God. I mean, what, are the, what are the exact parameters of that halacha we're not going into right now? 
so those who hold that the tzimtzum is enikipshuto, what does that mean? That there's what does it mean that there's uh, uh, that there's makom kaimus of tumah places of tumah where we're not allowed to talk about God or to think about God. There's a question in halacha bechlal about the sheish zechiros and thinking about Hashem in any way in a makom tumah. And of course, the question again about where does that leave the the ego? Where does that leave the self, the person? If everything is alokus, what does that mean? As far as we're concerned, our thoughts, our feelings, who who are we? If everything is God, then who are we? There are many, many more questions than these. But the questions go back to to Mamish Rosinda Rosin, the deepest, deepest secrets of creation. So we're going to begin, and we're only touching upon this this sugya in order to be able to in order to be able to understand chesidus, not to go into the kabbalah of it, because it's mamish. It's 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 very 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 beyond us and very very deep and complicated and and, and all of the years I've never, I've stayed away from teaching these things barabim and I will continue. But in order to understand what chesidus is. Understand what is Hasidus? We have to have at least uh, a basic understanding of of this of this interpretation of the Balshamtav, the understanding of the Balshamtav of the Kisvehari regarding Tsimsum Shaitanakipshuta. Let me just not we don't have it on the page in front of you. But let me just read to you the words that we have in Eitz Chaim from the Arizal. Mm-hmm. Now you all know, of course, the Arizal didn't write Eitz Chaim. And that itself is a very, very controversial in issue about the Ksavim of the Arizal. But we have in Eitz Chaim from Chaim Velazhna from the first, in the first Heichel, and the second Anaf, the Lashna of the Arizal is as follows. Just listen carefully. Da. You should know, Kitaram, he says, before Shinivru Hanivraim, before there were any worlds and before there was anything that was created, Hayaor Elyain Poshut, Molei Kol Hametzias. There was a simple or Elyon is simple, supernal light, great light that filled all of reality. Molekola Metzias. And the Rizal says that there couldn't be, there was no place for Amidas Ha'ilmas, there couldn't be any worlds. Elohayakol Memali or Ein Saif. All there was was the infinite light. Light is just a word that we know. This is the most spiritual thing we could talk about. Everything was the infinite light of God. And when and when it rose in the will of Hashem to create all worlds. He removed, he constricted his infinite self. And he goes on and says, And then there remained an, an empty space. An air and a vacuum. An empty vacuum. This pinoy, this removal, is called tzimtzum. Unfortunately, the Arizal himself does not explain 
whether it's kipshuto or shaloi kipshuto. The Avizah doesn't explain The fir- as I mentioned before, the first time we find that term, loy kipshuto, that the Rizal is not talking about a physical removal, a physical, doesn't mean physical, an actual removal, is in the writings of the Shara Shamayim from Rabbi Avram Herira. Rabbi Avram Kohen, he's called Rabbi Avram Kohen de Herira. Now, he lived approximately between the years 1570 and 1635. That's the time frame we're talking about. Which is a short time after the Rizal. As I said, he was Makabal. He received his Torah from Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael Sarug, who was a Talmud of the Rizal. And the name of his Sefer is Shar Shamayim, which was actually written in Spanish. It wasn't written in Lashon HaKadosh. That's also why there were all different kinds of mistakes and the translations and so on. It was written in Spanish. And in Shara Shamayim, Rabbi Avram Hirira writes... That Simpson took place in such a way that it was Eina be Ein Saif Atzmai. It did not take place. It was not something that happened to God Himself. It did not happen to God Himself. This self limitation of God that allowed there to be worlds with many, 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 with many things other than Him did not happen be'en saif atzmai. And in his words, sheri tamid hoya hove v'yye b'li shinui v'li shum hagbola utnua. That God always was, is, and will be without any change, without any limitation, and without any movement. There's no movement. Tnua, there's no removal. There's no movement. He didn't move anywhere. He didn't move anywhere, and he didn't limit himself. He didn't remove himself. He didn't move anywhere. Shari, again, Tamid Haya, Hove Viyya, Bli Shinui, without any change, Ubli Shum Hagbala Utnua, without any Hagbala Utnua, without any limitation or movement. And he explains that the Tzimtzum is only in relation to the Metzius and how Metzius perceives how Metzius perceives Hashem that Mitzideinu Mitzad Hargoshas Hanevroim the feeling that creation has the sense that we have it seems to us that Hashem has moved out it seems to us that a change has taken place and that God has moved somewhere This interpretation of Tzimtzum, which is the Loi Kipshuto, Eina Kipshuto, is expounded upon further in the writings of the Shemer Emunim Hakadmai. Now that you have on the first page in front of you, page one. So we're talking about, remember, we're talking about a time that's 130, 140, 150 years before the Balshamtiv. You have the look inside. Ha'ein sov kavanos alaymer mikocho ha'bilti baltachas. Ha'mashakosov v'lahoye makam ponu liver ha'elamis. What the Rizal said, the Rizal said, that there was no empty space in which he, in which Hashem could create the worlds. 
Since Hashem's koach is infinite, is bilti baltachlis, there was no possible place to bring forth, to create worlds, and of an, an existence that are bali tachlis that are finite. And that's the great question. How is it possible that from the infinite came finite? How is that possible? Hashem is bilti baltachlis, and the world is baltachlis. Tachlis here does not mean the way we usually speak of it as being a purpose. It means, tachlis means with a, a gvul, a boundary, infinite. Tachlis, with a tachlis means it's finite. Bilti baltachlis means infinite. That's the question. Kimikor bilti baltachlis, because when there's a koach that's infinite, that's bilti baltachlis, koshem ha'ayid, it's really not possible. What does it mean? Yitzias dover baltachlis, that there should be something that would, that comes forth from it that's baltachlis. If it's infinite, how does it bring forth something finite? The whole point of Tzimtzum is to create Kalim. Kalim means finite Kalim that would be able to be Influenced by the or by the infinite light of Hashem, but on some in some way to contain light of Hashem. That only through the symptom of the infinite light of Hashem and the diminished light of Hashem, is there a possibility for there to be any kli, for any kli to come into existence? And because of the abundance of the infinite light, abundance is a silly word, but because of that, the Kli is nullified. Because of its inability to receive, to contain such light. So the Shemamun was quoting the Ariza. Then he continues. Therefore, in order to create Nimtsoyim that are Bali Tachlis, that are finite, Hutzrach Lif Al Betzimtsum Kaychak. Hashem Mizbarach had to be mitzamtzem, his koach. Not himself, but his koach. Ki'idu kivyochol tzimtzem koicha habilti baltachlis me'atzmar al-atzmar. Ki'idu kivyochol, he is removing his infinite koach me'atzmar al-atzmar, from himself to within himself. V'hiniach mokom ponui be'emtza, to leave an empty space in the middle, in order to bring forth the, the emanation that would that would create all worlds, that would allow for all worlds to exist. And the Shemunim continues and explains, not that this actually happened. Not that something happened. <coughs> it's only that our ears should be able to hear, that the human ear should be able to hear this. <coughs> so it seems to us that it's Ki'ilu, he emptied himself out, he removed himself to leave an empty space. <laughs> from his 
uh, his infinite his infinite self but the true the truth is that Hashem hasn't removed anything. But He simply does not reveal, or He does not act. He does not conduct Himself with His infinite Koach. But rather, Hashem conducts Himself, that's what Tzimtzum is all about, the Koach Mitzumtzum. With a Koach that is Mitzumtzum, that is contained, that is restricted, constricted. Kadesha Yuchlu Ha'alulam Sheitai. Se'esa. Kadesha Yuchlu Ha'alulam Se'esai, in order that all that exists will be able to contain God, will be able to relate to God, to contain to exist and to contain the infinite light of Hashem. Umasha Kosov and what Arizal writes was Himshech or Derek Kav Yosha Kinyan Sina, Kain Sina, which we're not going into now, we don't need to go into that, that Hashem brought forth a Kav, a ray of His infinite light into the empty space. It means that Hashem illuminates creation to the measure, to the degree that everything that exists will be able to accept that limited revelation of God's light The name of Hashem Shin Dalad Yud. Shaddai, Shaddai means that everything that exists has enough of God's light, is able to experience enough of God's light revealed to it. That all that exists will be able to bear and to tolerate that light. In order that all that exists will be able to exist, and not to be nullified in the infinite light of Hashem. Zehu Said HaTzimtzum This is the secret of the Tzimtzum. Kfi HaNiril HaNiyazdaiti as it seems to me. Dein HaKavona Elaloymer that the only meaning of Tzimtzum is Da'af HaPi She'ein Sof Obliquol that even though the infinite is without boundary, without border Yesh Lo Koach Begvul but he has, he, Hashem Yisbar has chosen to act, to, to reveal his koach in a way that's big vul. Because Hashem can and decided to be metzamtzem, his infinite koach, and to act and to behave in a way which is in a way that is that is constricted and mugbal limited so that the nimtsoim that all that exists will be able to will be able to receive this light of Hashem. Vu al Mzal, and this could be alluded to in the teaching of Chazal, the Medrash, Al-Pazik, Moshe Yadabar, Lekim Yanenabakol, that Moshe would speak and Hashem would answer him in a, in a voice, Bakol, Chazal said, Bakol, Shahayayachal, L'Savlai, in a voice that Moshe Rabbeinu would be able to bear. V'cheinu Oimer, kol Hashem b'koach, and that's how Chazal interpret the Pesach in Tilm, that we're going to say by Kabbalah Shabbos, in Mizmah David. kol Hashem b'koach, kol Hashem b'hoder, 
Chazal say that Kol Hashem Bekoach doesn't say Bekocho, that Hashem spoke to Moshe Benu or to Bnei Yisrael or to the or to the world. Bekocho with his full energy, with his full infinite force. It doesn't say Bekocho. It says Kol Hashem Bekoach. And Chazal say that Bekoach means Bekoach Kol Echad VeEchad Mehem, according to the strength of everything that exists. Moshe Rabbeinu on his madrega and everything else on its madrega. The koach to be able to receive. And he brings, I'm Besefer Shashamayim. If you remember Avram, a viewer that we mentioned before. Shekosov Ezra Chakiris, a viewer of Sayyid Kavanah Simpson. Who are ten Chakiris to explain the Sayyid HaTzimtzum. What he's referring to is. I just said that from the Arizal, and then I saw the term used again from the. Yeah, the, the Arizal uses the term Malkamponu. An empty space, according to this, means a space in which Hashem does not reveal his full kawah. And that's the space that, in which all worlds exist. That's where we are right now. Hashem, that's what the, the Shemun is explaining. Everything is God. Hashem never changed. Hashem never moved. All he, all, all HaKadosh Baruch who changed with the Tzimtzum is, all Hashem changed with the Tzimtzum is that Tzimtzum means that Hashem is Baruch is, is everywhere as he always was, but he he is Magbil, and with some same, his koach, his koach, so that the so that that full light will not be revealed, because were that full light to be revealed, his full koach would would it to be revealed, we wouldn't be able to exist. So Hashem is there, here, everywhere, and that hasn't changed, and nothing has moved. But Hashem has veiled and covered or lowered the the volume to allow for existence of all worlds. But he's everywhere. In the there's no such thing, therefore, in reality there's no such thing as an empty space. There's no empty space. It doesn't mean this is a, that there's a place without God. It means that there's a place without God unmasked. Where his full koach is is revealed. Because where Hashem's full koach to be revealed, the same way that if Hashem would have spoken to Moshe Rabbeinu, if Hashem would have spoken to Moshe Rabbeinu, as Hashem fully revealed, Moshe Rabbeinu could not hear that. It would destroy Moshe Rabbeinu. So, so too, with all of creation, the marshal that we're going to see, that's used all the time and that you've heard, is a rabbi in a Talmud. That even though the rabbi's mind contains the, all of the information, but the information that he reveals to the student is limited. Because were the student to receive the full light of the rabbi's thoughts, he wouldn't understand it. It would just totally mix him up. It would confuse him. So, it's, so, in the words that the Rebbe is saying, there is the there is a limited edition of that light, but it's all there. The Rebbe's knowledge, the Rebbe's awareness is is fully intact. Nothing has changed in the Rebbe's understanding. And hinted at in all that the Rebbe is saying is that light of his knowledge. But in order that the student understand, the Rebbe removes himself. Doesn't mean the Rebbe goes anywhere. That doesn't mean that the boy doesn't have a Rebbe. It means that the that the Rebbe is holding back the full strength and the full impact of his knowledge. Why? Because this way the boy will be able to understand. 
and were the Rebbe to allow the full impact of his knowledge to be revealed, then the boy would be obliterated. Not, God forbid, anything would happen to the child, but the meaning that his understanding would be completely destroyed. He wouldn't understand anything. So therefore, the Rebbe hasn't changed. The Rebbe's, the Rebbe's knowledge is his knowledge. The Rebbe hasn't moved anywhere. The Rebbe hasn't gone anywhere. The boy has a Rebbe. Nothing has changed. The Rebbe's knowledge is the way that it always was, which is a full, complete knowing. But the Rebbe, in order to be able to give life to this boy, to his knowledge, the Rebbe constricts and hides the full force and impact of that light of his knowledge. Removes it. So the removal doesn't mean that there's been any movement. It means that there's been a hagabala, a constriction, a, a holding back, a hiding, a covering. Is that that? That's what it means. You mean putting a curtain over a light? Right, so right. right. So putting a curtain over the light, putting something over a light, so that it's more it's more dim, and it's not going to blow the person away, so the person can look. Otherwise. We can't look at the sun, so it's covered. Yes, though. So is this, everybody holds this, or it's this versus another school? No, we're talking now about the school of Tzimtzum, which is not Kipshuta. Not everybody holds this. Right. So I said at the beginning, not everybody, no. We're, we're just talking about Tzimtzum, which is, which is like Kipshuta, which is in a Kipshuta. When we move ahead to the days of Chesidus, and to the and to the greatest Balmazbe of the Chassidim, which of course is the Alter Rebbe, the Baltanya. So then this will be explained in greater detail and in a much clearer way. But Mitsham will, will, so we'll continue with, keep, please hold on to these pages, keep with your stuff. We'll continue with the Alter Rebbe next week.